You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and coming at you guys a day late with my picks. Had a pretty busy week, but fret not. We got Saturday's picks today, and if I get these done in time before I have to go into my job, I might have both picks for you up today, but if not, Sunday's picks will be up tomorrow, bright and early in the morning. But we're talking week nine of the USFL, Saturday's games. We swept going 4-0 last week with our picks along with the South Division, and now sitting at 20-12, and I'm feeling really good being over 500 come season end, barring any crazy 0-4 streak between this week and next week. But without further ado, let's dive in, let's make some picks, let's talk some USFL football as we fast approach the playoff season. So, starting things off with Saturday's games at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, we have the Michigan Panthers taking on the Pittsburgh Maulers at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. You can catch this game on Fox. The Panthers coming into this game... Not necessarily do or die for them, but doing will be a lot better than dying for them in this game in terms of their playoff hopes. A win here should keep them secure, barring any crazy situation where I believe there's only like one or two scenarios the Panthers miss the playoffs if they don't or if they do win this game. So winning here would go a long way in securing that number two spot from the playoffs in the North. Now, the Maulers, if they want any shot, of potentially sneaking into the playoffs. They need a lot of things to fall their way, but it starts with them winning this football game against the Panthers here to complicate things more for them. So, Maulers, it is do or die for the Panthers. You probably want to do rather than you die. But looking at the Panthers going into this game here, a couple of key things I'm looking at for them offensively. And this is a big one here, a really important one. You need to win on third down, especially against this Maulers defense that is able to take it to just about anybody on third downs, allowing only about a 37% conversion rate. The Panthers, as they stand right now, currently sit at about 41% on the season. That's fifth in the league, so not great, not the worst, but not the best either. They're in the bottom half. And last week, they went 3-4-11. I believe it was like 27% or something like that, whatever the number was. If you want to be successful against this Mahler's defense, you got to be tough on third down. You got to make those conversions. So winning on third down will be key for this team here, especially against that very tough Mahler's defense. The second thing here is you're probably going to have to win with Josh Love. You're going into this game right now. Reggie Corbin is not going to be playing here, so you just have Stevie Scott. Mahlers boast a really good run defense. They're allowing only about 83 yards per game for the season, so nobody is really pounding the rock against them. Panthers, on average, are at about 90 or so yards per game. That's sixth in the league. So, again, despite the talent you have at the running back spot, Haven't really been too successful, and you're going up against what is an excellent run defense. So you're going to have to win with Josh Love, who's looked pretty solid the last couple of weeks. I'll give him that. Didn't look great for a stretch of the season, but these last two weeks looking solid to even better than solid. So I think if you're winning this game, probably going to be on the arm of Josh Allen and less so on Stevie Scott and the other running backs in that group there. As for the defensive defensive side of things, I think it's pretty simple what you have to do here to stop the Maulers and anyone that's beaten the Maulers has pretty much shown it since he took over at quarterback is containing Troy Williams. If he gets hot, if you're letting him get out of the pocket and you're letting him beat you with his legs or with his arms or with his arm, excuse me, not his arms, his arm only throws it one hand. Uh, I think you're going to find yourself in a tough spot, specifically because this Panthers defense has actually struggled against mobile quarterbacks more than anything. They fare a lot better against teams that have more traditional pocket passers, as we've seen through this season. So containing Troy Williams is going to be 
paramount for them to come out successful in this game. The second thing here is, and you're going to kind of have to pick one or the other because you can't really do both. This, they're an excellent electric pair of wide receivers. You're going to have to look at trying to lock up either wide receiver Bailey Gaither or Isaiah Henney, one or the other, because I don't really think you can bake your cake and eat it at the same time. You kind of have to decide who you're going to go after and try to lock down. And I think right now at this moment, you want to try to mitigate Isaiah Henney because he is just kind of on a tear at the very moment. Whereas Bailey Gaither, more consistent throughout the year, he has just been that dude for this offense through the majority of the year. Whereas Isaiah Henney, as of late, is just kind of on a tear. I think Focusing on him a little bit more will go a long way, but don't sleep on Bailey Gaither. Don't just put all your eggs in one basket. Bailey Gaither can rip you for a big one if he needs to. We all remember that one-handed catch he had a few weeks ago. But, I mean, combined, these two guys are sitting at 66 receptions, 702 yards, three touchdowns, and 102 targets total altogether. So either one of them is getting the football. It's just a matter of deciding who you want to put more resources into defending. And I think Isaiah Henney is probably going to be the guy that I would personally focus on. As for the Maulers in this game here, what they need to do to be successful offensively, you got to get the run game going. I feel like this has been a conversation I've had all season long about them, and I'm going to keep beating the dead horse because it is as true as, it, as, a, as, as, as all things right now. I mean, if you can't get the run game going for the Maulers, your offense is one-dimensional, and you know what's going on. You're trying out trick plays, and you're trying to confuse people with Troy Williams and what he's able to do with his legs. Well, at this point in the season, it feels like those trick plays are starting to kind of run out, and teams have started to figure out what they're doing. The Maulers have been able to keep themselves in close contests, but it seems like ultimately they're coming up short, and I really feel like it's just because you have a severe lack of a true running game. If you can't get that going here, I don't really see you having much of a shot beating this Panthers team. On top of that, you need to take advantage of what your return men are doing. That's the second thing here. I, I've got to give credit to the return men on this team here. Joshua Simmons averaging 30 yards per kick return right now. Isaiah Henney on punts is averaging about 18 and a half, which is really good for punt returns. You have two guys that when they get the ball in their hands on those kickoffs and punts, they can make things happen for you. They can get into the end zone or they can put you in a really good spot where you're only needing to travel like, you know, 40 to 50 yards to get yourself into the end zone and you're failing to do so or you're settling for field goals. That is not going to win you any games. And I think we've seen that very clearly with the Maulers. They have been able to bang through a ton of field goals, but... It feels like every week you're relying on Blewett, and at this point, you can't just rely on your kicker to win you games a la the way you lost last week. You need to get yourself into the end zone, and that is where I think the big difference is for this Mahler team. You've been set up with some really good field positions and just not taking advantage. If you can't take advantage of it, and you're settling for three, and you're not putting up six, seven, eight points on a drive... You're missing out on big opportunities to put yourself in a position to win games rather than fingers crossed that your kicker can make a game-winning field goal for you. At this point, I'm not sure that's going to change, but that is something that I've seen and feel like I've noticed, especially the last few weeks with how strong the return game has become. They're not taking advantage of the excellent field position that is being given to them by their return specialists. On defense, I think that... Like I mentioned, without having Reggie Corbin in this, it becomes even bigger and a more important thing to do. You got to make Josh Love uncomfortable because although he's had a really solid couple of weeks, 
there was a stretch where he didn't look great. And when the pressure was on, you could force him into making mistakes. So if you're bringing the pressure, even if you're not necessarily taking him down, which the Maulers have no trouble sacking the quarterback. They're one of the best sacking units in the USFL right now. But even if you can just bring pressure, make him uncomfortable, don't just let him drop back and dice you up because he has the ability to do so when he's given the time, especially with some of the wide receivers they have there. Trey Quinn, excellent guy. Joe Walker, another one. You need to make sure that you are bringing the pressure and forcing him into maybe making an error to throwing that interception or two, because it feels like right now, Josh Love is almost good for like an interception a game at this point. And that's kind of where he's averaging right now, but you need to make him make mistakes. Don't just let him sit back and dice up your secondary. And on top of that, being the Maulers, defense has been great. Secondary, not so much. Gilbert's been an excellent corner. You've had a few flash plays here or there, but the secondary does leave a little bit to be desired. On top of that, Shutting down Stevie Scott will be massive here. I think if you can make the Panthers one-dimensional and force them to rely on strictly Josh Love, it'll really put you in a spot to potentially pull the upset out here. Again, you don't have Reggie Corbin. Stevie Scott's still an electric running back, and he can do some things on his own, but you're missing that one-two punch now if you're the Panthers, and I think if you can just kind of mitigate that, yes, you have some good receivers you need to take care of on the outsides, but overall shutting down the Panthers run game, I think really would hurt them altogether, but it's just a matter of, can you do that? And the Maulers, one of the best run defenses in the league could definitely do so. And I think it puts them in a good spot to potentially, again, steal a victory here. But as for who I think is going to come out victorious and win this game, it's a tight one for me. I, I, this is definitely one of the more closer calls I would say in my opinion, because there is something in my gut that is telling me Mahler's upset victory and it's going to make the North Division for from like number two down a lot more difficult to figure out come season end but I'm gonna go with the Panthers here I feel like they have enough firepower offensively even without Reggie Corbin to be able to overwhelm the Maulers even just a little bit and I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring affair, excuse me. I have the Panthers winning 23 to 16. Uh, it's going to be one of those things where, again, you just find the Maulers struggling to get into the end zone. They might get in there once, maybe twice, but I think that's just going to be a lot of field goals from them. Panthers, if they can just shut things down offensively for the Maulers, and that's mainly focusing around Troy Williams, you have a really good shot of pulling off a victory here and making your path to the playoffs a lot simpler for you. As for the second game we're looking at on Saturday, we have the New Orleans Breakers taking on the Memphis Showboats. This one is going to be at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. This will be on NBC and Peacock, 3 p.m. Eastern time. A really good matchup here, one that has a lot of South Division implications. I've got to say, Breakers offense definitely has kind of found their footing the last few weeks. If they can continue to keep that balanced offense approach that they have going on right now, I think can come away with a victory. But my biggest question is... Can they protect the football and not give the Showboats every opportunity to steal a win here? And then you look at the Showboats. They have a solid ground game going right now, but can they find the end zone there? This is another team that's relied heavily on field goals. Thankfully, they're able to move the ball enough that it's not like they're only getting one or two field goals in a game. No, they're able to get themselves in a position for like four or five. And at some point, those field goals start to matter when, you ha when you're putting up, you know, 12, 15, maybe 18 points with your kicker, at some point, you know, it does start to, it's just, it stacks up and the numbers are there. And again, they won a game just a few weeks ago with like, what, five field goals? So, I mean, they can get it done with their kicker's leg and they can move the football fairly effectively, but can they find the end zone against a breakers team that seems to have refound their footing and is now getting into the end zone more often than not? Now, when I look at the Breakers, there's two things that come to mind with them offensively that needs to be handled and managed going into this game here. The first one being, 
as I already mentioned, protect the football. You're looking at six turnovers in your last two games, which somehow, some way, despite giving the Panthers every opportunity to win last week, they still came away with a victory. And I would say the week prior, losing the Stallions, you basically shot yourself in the foot and cost yourself that game with those three turnovers. On top of that, can you protect McLeod Bethel Thompson? This is probably the biggest test for them this season. You're two weeks away from the playoffs. The Showboats pass rush has evolved into an absolute unit. 20 sacks on the season. They lead the USFL. If you cannot protect McLeod Bethel Thompson in this game, he's already been a little bit shaky the last few weeks. And I would say the offensive line has not been as good in pass protection as they were in the earlier portion of the season. I don't really know if the if if the breakers can win this game it's it's a very big mismatch right now however there is some hope with the balance they found in their offense but if you can't protect the football and protect mcleod bethel thompson who has been a, a little bit prone to turnovers himself recently you might find yourself in the hole and losing a game that is kind of must win right now for the breakers if they want to find themselves in the playoff come season end on the defensive side of things bringing down cole kelly has got to be your biggest, it's highest on the list of priorities, I would say. When you rattle Cole Kelly, you can rattle the offense a bit and things get a little bit ugly. And I think that the Breakers defense is good enough that if you can at least rattle Cole Kelly, they can take advantage and put the showboats in a really tough spot. I like Cole Kelly, and I mentioned it this past week when I was doing power rankings. I think he, you know, he is an absolute dog, and he has some serious fight in his heart. He is a guy that is not afraid to go get it and get absolutely walloped, and it, he'll just get right back up. Dude, 6'7", 230-some-odd pounds or around that range. Big man, not afraid of contact, and he'll do what he has to do to try to extend drives. But if you can put him in a spot where he's throwing more than he wants to and he's getting into a situation where he's maybe trying to make a little too much happen, you can't force mistakes from him. And this Breakers defense is one of those teams that can make you pay, especially when the ball's in the air. So if you can rattle Cole Kelly, you put yourself in a really good spot. The second thing you need to be doing is shutting down that emerging running game that we're seeing from the showboats here. The Breakers are allowing about 90 yards per game right now. Third best in the USFL. They've only allowed five touchdowns, tied for first best. They're one of the better run defenses in the league. If there's a unit that can slow down what we've been seeing from the Showboats, it's got to be the Breakers. The last time these two teams played, Showboats didn't have a ton of yards on the ground. It was more so just the inability of the offense to really do anything. They put up 10 points and just got completely shut down offensively. So if you can hold the running game that seems to be kind of forming over there in Memphis, you got yourself a chance. As for the Showboats... As I just mentioned, from one end on the defense of the Breakers, I'm going to mention it again for the Showboats offense here. You got to keep pounding the football. You have found a running game that has balanced out your offense that has put you in a position where you don't need Cole Kelly to carry the entire offense on his arm or on his legs because despite the fact that he's not lighting it up in terms of yardage when he scrambles he is scrambling at the right times and making some big plays gaining the yards necessary to convert for a first down even if it's just like a short three yards or something like that he's making it happen because he's a big dude and he's tough to tackle but your running game has really started to flourish and I think if you can stay physical up front you can catch the breakers in a weird spot right now they finally got a win after their three game losing skid so yeah they're trending more in the right direction now but they're just coming off of a really tough stretch and you might be able to catch them trying to get out of that tailspin and maybe send them right back into it but keep pounding the football don't just you know move away from it because you know the breakers are the third best run defense in the usfl and nobody's really scoring rushing touchdowns on them this season keep 
Keep doing what you're doing. Something is going right there. Kareth White has looked really good. Go all in. Keep pounding the football. I think if you can push for, you know, a 15 to 20 yard, or not 20 yard, excuse me, 20 plus carry game from your running back core, you could put yourself in a good position to win here. On top of that, I want to see them continue to dial up wide receiver Derek Dillon. This guy is averaging about 14 yards per reception right now. He is one of those guys that I feel like is starting to get some noise now, but he has been ripping big plays, not only on offense, but in special teams as well. This guy is, a, is as threatening as anybody when it comes to being a playmaker. He can do it all over the field for you on the offensive side and on special teams. This is somebody that I think you need to really focus on and continue to dial up plays. We've talked a lot about Vinny Papali. We've talked about Ryan McDaniel. And now it seems like that third receiver has emerged. And Derek Dillon might be the best of them. Just because of how big of a big play threat he has become and shown that he can be. This is a guy you want to continue to dial up for Cole Kelly. I think he loves throwing to him. And he's somebody that can really open up your passing game if you can establish that run game we were just talking about. On the defensive side... You're going to have to deal with Jonathan Adams. You're going to have to deal with Johnny Dixon. But I think right now, respect what Johnny Dixon is doing. Jonathan Adams, I, I believe, despite the lackluster season he's had compared to last year, is still one of the best wide receivers in the USFL. But I think he's garnered a lot more respect, and teams are scheming around him a lot more defensively. Whereas Johnny Dixon now... He's clearly proving what he can do. He just won Offensive Player of the Week. He had nine catches for 136 yards and two touchdowns last week. I don't want to say he arrived because Johnny Dixon has been talented since last year. It's not like anything new, but he really had a big game last week. And I think you're going to see the breakers try to go around him just a little bit more, especially considering everyone knows Jonathan Adams is the number one guy and everyone's accounting for West Hills a little bit more. Don't forget about Johnny Dixon. Give him the respect he deserves defensively. Make sure you know where he is at all times on the defense and you're covering him up. On top of that, get to McLeod Bethel Thompson. I already talked about this a lot with the Breakers offense and needing to protect him, but you boast the best pass rushing unit in the USFL. 20 sacks on the season, and a lot of those have come in recent weeks during that five-game winning streak you're on right now. If you're the showboats, you're trying to force mistakes from McLeod Bethel-Thompson. He has five picks the last three games. If you can bring that pressure, make him uncomfortable. I don't know if it's just decision-making or uncomfort, whatever it may be. McLeod Bethel-Thompson has been prone to throwing really bad passes the last few weeks. You can take advantage of that. The Showboat's defense is one of the best at turning the ball over, if not the best right now. Currently, they have an excellent turnover ratio at this moment because they're protecting the football on offense and their defense is just at every chance they have taking the football away, whether it's through fumbles or through the air with interceptions. You can force McLeod Bethel Thompson into some errors with the pass rush you have and the defense that has pretty much turned this entire season around for the Showboat's. Go all in, pin those ears back, let him fly, send your pass rushers at him. I think he could get it done and bring down MBT. As for who I think wins this game here, this is another tough one. I think this is a really tough week of picks all around. I've got to say, the Breakers fan in me, really speaking loud, I want to go with the Breakers, but I'm going to pick the Showboats for this game here. Here's why. For as well-rounded as the Breakers have gotten the last couple of weeks, they haven't looked as explosive as I thought they should be once they kind of figured everything out. They've looked good, but the mistakes are still there. The pass protection is still not where it needs to be. I'm a little bit concerned about them. Whereas the Showboat's defense right now has just gone on an absolute tear these last five weeks. 
And on top of that, you have an offense that has now established a running game the last couple of weeks, and it looks like they're trending in the right direction between that and just Cole Kelly protecting the football. And like I said, he has a dog mentality. He's not afraid of that contact. He'll do what he has to do to keep drives moving and move those chains. I think the showboats are poised for a big upset here and to move on to a six-game winning streak. But that is how I look at week nine on Saturday's games. Like I said, if I can, by the end of today, you will see Sunday's picks. If not, they will be up bright and early Saturday morning for you to check out before kickoff for week number nine. That is it for me. Comment down below. Let me know who you think is going to win. What do you think of my picks? What are your picks? I would love to hear all of that in the comments. But that is it for me. I'll see you all next time. Have a good one.